0: An entitled parent wants to steal a Nintendo Switch from a church, but gets caught red-handed. My friend and I used to go to the same church. However, I left a number of years ago due to it turning into more of a mega church and stuff with the pastor's decisions not being honored by the other big heads. Because of that, there was a lot of controversy and it became a breeding ground for Karens and entitled parents everywhere. The church was split into three areas, one for kids, one for teens, and one for adults. Kids and teens were on the opposite side of the building with the adult section in the middle. While the kids section was for young kids, you would sometimes see them in the teen section before service, all of which trying to sneak in and play on the gaming consoles that they had. They had the PlayStation, they had the Wii U, but most of all in the center of this story, they had the Nintendo Switch. They had two TVs, one for the PlayStation and one for the Switch, and people could play them before and after service, but they were turned off during service or maybe paused if it was a mid-Smash fight or some other game. At this church, it was pretty normal for one kid. We will call this kid the entitled kid to go to the teen area to play on the consoles when he really shouldn't have. His entitled mother was a friend of a usual church goer there and seemed to not care for the church at all. She was one of those I don't go to church really because I'm spiritual types of people. She'd wait till last second to take him to the kids section or she wouldn't pick him up at all forcing the teen workers to find her and get her to sign him into the kids section. Church by this point had ended and the entitled kid had ran his way from the kid's section the moment he could to play on the Nintendo Switch. According to my friend, he always claimed to be the best Fortnite player. Since he was always playing Fortnite, no one else could be on the Switch. The teen pastor was a saint and put up with this kid for far too long. The kid lost in game and the pastor asked him to go find his mom. This entitled kid started throwing a fit as he kept wanting to play, starting another game while red in the face, crying every time he would lose. He was straight up bawling, and that's when the entitled Karen of a mother finally arrived. She had some coffee and some snacks for herself in hand from the cafe, as she started to yell at the pastor, asking what happened to her child. Everyone by this point was completely fed up with the kid crying, and not wanting to leave on top of losing. So he takes the switch out of its dock to keep playing, and that's when the pastor gets involved. The pastor says, hey, I know you want to play, but taking it out of the dock is not allowed. The Karen mother chimes in and says, hey, he's only playing his game, so shut it. He's been a good boy in service, so I let him do this afterwards, so just leave him alone. The pastor says, ma'am, this is not your home to say and do as you please. I'm in charge of the teen ministry, so I make and enforce the rules. The entitled kid is still yelling and screaming for again losing at the game and beginning to use harsh swears as the entire. Titled Karen mother gasps. How do you know those words? She says to her child. The kid was totally shocked. I guess he forgot that his mom was right there and he just started saying, uh, I don't know, all while he was audibly losing in the game. The Karen mother was overall incredibly embarrassed by her kid's words. So she took her kid's hand and began to walk away, but the switch was still in her son's hands. The pastor moved to try and stop her, but she pretended like she didn't hear him. Thankfully, the greeters at the front entrance were there just in time to stop her before she ran off with a Nintendo Switch. After another meltdown by the kid, the mother begrudgingly gave back the Switch and then stormed out. After that, we never really saw her or the kid near the teen section again, as her kid hasn't really been to church ever since. I think one of the last places you want to try and steal something is probably in a church. How unbelievably entitled do you have to be to think that it is okay to try and take something out of a building that is as expensive as a new Nintendo Switch? I mean, that is a level of entitlement Entitlement that you don't often see. And it's really unfortunate that you can obviously see that this Karen of a mother is 100% enabling this kind of behavior for her kid. He didn't learn this behavior out of nowhere. He didn't just start doing this because he thought it'd be cute. His mom most likely just gives him the Nintendo Switch with Fortnite on it and says, here, play this. Let this be your babysitter. It's not quite an iPad kid, but it's pretty close. So good on the pastor for deciding to put their foot down and say, no, you're not doing that here because that behavior was absolutely unacceptable. Today, I I messed up by accidentally hitting a skunk while I'm driving, telling my friend and then they called the police The fire department, the paramedics and the police all showed up and a bunch of neighbors came outside to look as they thought that this skunk was actually a person This happened a few years ago I was driving in a quiet residential neighborhood late at night to get to a friend's house Everyone on the streets had their garbage and recycling bins out and one was knocked over with everything spilled out I tried to dodge it but I felt my car go over a bump as I looked in a rearview mirror I see something that looks like an animal. I immediately stop, and as soon as I open my door, I am immediately hit by the smell of a skunk. Once I confirm it's dead, I get back in my car and start freaking out. I've never hit anything before, and the idea that I just ended something's life really hit me hard. I called my friend to tell him I'll be a little bit late, and as soon as he picks up the line, I start bawling my eyes out. I tried to tell him what happened as best I can while I'm crying. My friend asked me if I want him to call someone, and I say yes. I'm thinking he means the city or whoever you call to report roadkill I tell him exactly where I am and he tells me to stay put and that he'll call me right back Less than 10 minutes go by and I hear sirens Shortly after, the police pull in behind me An ambulance and some fire trucks shortly arrive after Now it's close to 1 in the morning and people are starting to come out of their houses and the streets are packed Police officers are telling me to roll my windows down and start looking around my car The paramedics and the firefighters are doing the same thing. Bear in mind the horrendous smell they're all dealing with. They get to my window and I'm still crying but extremely confused. So I start to tell them what happened and they keep asking me the same thing over and over again. Where is he? I get out and point to the skunk and all hell breaks loose. They start laughing at me, asking if I'm pranking them and telling me I committed a crime. Between their disparagements and terrible comments, I realized that they were responding to somebody passing away. I called my friend and I realized that he thought I unalive somebody. In my distressed state, all he could make out was, oh my god, I hit him, he's dead, oh my god, and lots of crying and swearing. The mix-up had to be explained to everyone around, including all the neighbors that came outside at one in the morning. The police were pissed off and gave me a very long lecture, but ultimately decided not to charge me. Here's the real kicker of this entire situation. One of the neighbors heard the story and gave me an odd look and said the skunk's been there for a few hours and that they already left a message about it. The bump that I experienced earlier was from the spilled recycling. The police get mad again and eventually yelled at me to leave. After that, I swore to myself that I would never try and call someone while I'm crying. Instead, I'll just send them a text message. This original poster's friend is an absolute moron. How do you honestly automatically assume that your friend hit somebody and that they are no longer alive without asking maybe just a few more questions? You gotta get the details before you call the police and are like, yep, my friend just hit somebody and that person is no longer living. Like, you've gotta make sure you're correct on that. And the worst part is, is this lady had to deal with the brunt end of it. The biggest lesson learned is that you should never call that friend for anything. They're clearly gonna get it wrong. If anything, that friend was just a big narc. They basically just ratted this person out for something they didn't do. Overall, this is a really funny story, and I think the original poster is probably just lucky to not be charged with some kind of crime. My dad doesn't like anime, and I don't know what to do about this. I'm a 17-year-old male. I live with my Christian parents alongside my two other siblings. I love to watch anime when I'm bored and I usually use my tablet when I watch it. Unfortunately my dad doesn't approve of it because he thinks that all anime is highly suggestive. Now any weeb will know that that's not necessarily the case. There are anime like this but most anime aren't like that at all. Having said that I do watch some anime that is a little bit suggestive but I don't watch it around my parents or siblings. They don't even know that I watch it. I don't watch any inappropriate animes around them and usually I watch anime like Spy Family and Naruto. To make matters worse, my siblings can get away with this with no issue. The whole reason why this happened in the first place is because my dad saw me watching an anime game review for a 3DS. I don't have many friends due to being homeschooled and an unchangeable antisocial lifestyle. To those who say I should move when I'm 18, that's going to be a while due to my own disability. This has unfortunately been going on for a while, and this isn't the first time my dad has been entitled about what I watch. What should I do? I think it's very unlikely that you're gonna change your dad's mind on this. And from the sounds of it, it seems like if you try and get more involved and show him about these animes and such, he's only gonna get more irate and probably will not allow you even further, placing more restrictions on you. So the best advice I can give is probably just don't watch it around him. It's not like you can move out, as you said, and you don't have a lot of different friends that you can really choose from to maybe even watch it with them when you're away from home. But honestly, it probably would be good to take steps so that you can get out of your house and get in a friend group that'll understand your interests. And it's really- really really unfortunate that your dad doesn't like anime because there's some really good animes out there. Especially Spy Family. That one is a great one. Very addicting. So overall, I wish you the best of luck and hopefully things work out for the better and you're able to enjoy anime without getting in trouble. Today I messed up by sending a call from the International Space Station to voicemail. This happened two days ago. A friend of mine is currently on his second mission to the ISS. I saw a call come in from my iPhone and the caller ID said US government. I first had the thought and feeling that you would normally get when the prince calls you into their office. I thought to myself, crap, what did I do that I thought I got away with, but maybe I didn't. I was in the middle of something with a bunch of people and showed them what it said on my phone and everyone was all, don't answer it. Between everyone's suggestion and my gut feeling of being in trouble, I sent it to voicemail. It turns out it was my buddy calling from space. I had a chance to speak to someone that wasn't on Earth and I screwed up. First thing he said in the voicemail was you probably saw a call from the US government and turned it down. I know he'll call again, but man, I feel like an absolute idiot right now. This is a really funny story because there's actually an update to this. He goes on to say that he had an amazing experience talking to his friend. The call quality was as good as a regular phone call, but apparently there was a slight delay that made natural conversation a little bit difficult. He talked to his friend and his friend told him that he's currently flying over the western coast of Africa. The astronaut went on to talk about how fun the Soyuz was and how incredible it was to go into orbit and to finally get to the space station. And funny enough, the friend told this guy in space that he and his friends at the table did not want to answer this phone all because they thought it was something super sketchy which the astronaut found to be very hilarious as the conversation ended the original poster realized that he forgot to tell this astronaut about how much this post that he put online has blown up and become very popular so he says he's going to send him an email and kind of give him a heads up that hey our situation was really funny I really think getting a phone call from somebody in space would be one of the coolest experiences on planet Earth. Talk about a once in a lifetime opportunity that really only comes around once in a lifetime. So the next time you see a call coming from the US government, pick up the phone and answer it. You might just get to talk to an astronaut. Or you messed up your taxes. One of those. Today I messed up by taking out a loan that I can't afford. I've never been good at money. I was never taught about money. Never seemed to really mind too much that I live paycheck to paycheck because I always just kind of figured it out. But now that I'm older and trying to Get my life together I'm trying to figure it out Much quicker But my bad habits Are already there And they are so hard to break I recently went on A mini vacation With some friends Who are decently well off We went to a small town In the middle of nowhere It didn't seem like I was spending a lot of money At the time I told one of my close friends I needed to stick to a budget Well Things quickly added up especially when you're having fun and drinking and not sticking to your budget. My close friend was nice enough to front me money so I could enjoy myself and just have fun. But who likes the stress of owing a friend money? And who likes to feel like the poor loser of the group? So yesterday, after several drinks and a lot of stress about how I was going to pay my rent, my friend, and my upcoming bills, I thought it would be a good idea to take out a quick loan. In my head, I thought it was a good idea. I would pay all that I had coming up, then pay the loan back over the next couple of months. The website said, I qualified for $1,500, but quote, responsible me said to myself, I don't need that much. How about just $900? I signed all of the online documents and clicked submit. I got an email saying I was approved and would receive my money within the next few hours. Once the money was in my bank account, I went online and paid my rent, paid half my car payment, paid my friend who fronted me the rest of the money for the trip, as well as June's credit card bill. I went to bed last night feeling so good and relieved. I actually felt like I got myself out of of the mess I got myself into. Well, that quickly faded. I wake up this morning with a pounding headache, and I realize what I had done and how badly I had completely messed up. The loan payment schedule is one hundred forty-five dollars every two weeks from June until January. By the time I pay them back, I'll have paid over two thousand dollars due to the high interest rate. I can't afford this, and I have no idea how I will make this happen. So I woke up kicking myself and telling myself, "How can I be so stupid over and over again? And when will I ever?" learn to grow up and stop making stupid financial decisions. Oh, and to top it all off, today is my birthday and my friends are coming over to barbecue and to celebrate. And all I can think about is how I gave myself a $2,000 debt for my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, not your best decision to make when you're under the influence. Being in debt is scary, but I've learned the hard way that you shouldn't pay for credit card bills with other credit cards. So taking out a loan to pay for stuff only to realize that you've given yourself a bigger debt to deal with is definitely a lesson you'll learn once very quickly. I also kind of want to know where his friends were when this was happening. Like, why did nobody stop him, or was he just over by himself, completely wasted out of his mind, typing in all of his personal information? Definitely not the best decision to make when you're under the influence, but hopefully you're able to find a solution and probably get a second job just to pay this off real quick. My wife had an affair with her co-worker, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm a 28-year-old male, and I found out that my wife had an affair with her former supervisor, who they themselves is also married with kids. We've been married married for 5 years and we were high school sweethearts. We were each other's first relationship and first everything. When we were little kids, we were even neighbors. She has literally always been there. We both came from broken homes, but we always had each other. And we created something different than what we grew up seeing. Or at least that's what I thought we did. Maybe I was just one big idiot the entire time. I still work remote while my wife has since gone back to being in person. There's not many women in her field. And she used to vent to me a lot that her job was more in line with a boys club than anything else. Her supervisor at the time was apparently one of the good ones and supposedly they looked out for my wife at work. Recently my wife received a promotion and I was so happy for her. She was now a supervisor herself. This gave some new responsibilities for her, such as having to take a few business trips during the year. Her first trip happened last week, Wednesday through Friday. Before she left, I told her that I would be rooting for her from home and she told me that she'd be leaving her heart with me and to take care of it. That's something she always says to me whenever we have to be apart for whatever reason. On Monday, she came home from work early. I could immediately tell that something was wrong. She looked overwhelmed, and there was a red mark on her right cheek. My wife is pale and tends to bruise very easily. I asked her what happened, but she only asked me for a hug. She said that she just wanted to feel my embrace. I hugged her after a few moments, and she proceeded to say that there was an accident at work. She sat me down on the couch and made the confession that has destroyed me and completely uprooted my life. She spent some quality time, if you know what I mean, with her four Former supervisor on the team lead trip I couldn't even process at first It was like I was watching it happen to someone else or like she was going to reveal it was just a cruel joke. I think I would have accepted the cruel joke over reality I was quiet during her whole confession not saying one word. I was just completely in shock. Cheating is a sensitive topic for me as it is for a lot of people. My own family was wrecked by an affair my dad had. I'm the one who caught him cheating and told my mom My dad and I's relationship is not good at all because he blames me for apparently ruining the family and he has never forgiven me. My wife saw what cheating did to my family and knew how much it tore me apart. She has even seen me cry over this when we were teens and she comforted me. And then she turns around and does this to me? To us? Apparently, the man's own wife found out and confronted her husband and my wife at work. It was a big scene with employees and customers all present and watching. The woman had called my wife trailer trash and slapped her. After the slap, other employees started interfering and the woman was escorted out of the building. My wife then called her older sister. In her words, she said her sister scolded her and told her that she needed to tell me about the affair and that I needed to hear it from her. I still never said a word, and she asked me to please just say something. The only thing I could muster up to say in the moment was that I needed her to tell me what happened on the trip. She said on the second day of the trip, she went out for drinks with the other team leads and that the group stayed out late, and she felt like she needed to participate for a team bonding experience. Throughout the night, each team lead wandered off until it was only her and her former supervisor. And then they went back to his room to listen to music. He kept complimenting her and telling her how beautiful she was. And that if he were me, he wouldn't be able to keep his hands off of her. Eventually, he kissed her. My wife told me she doesn't know what came over her and that she wasn't thinking clearly. But she let him keep kissing her, which then turned into a lot more stuff, if you know what I mean. At that point, I didn't want to know any more details because I couldn't take it and so I got up off the couch, telling her to stop. She reached out to take my hand, but I moved away and told her not to touch me. She broke down crying and started profusely apologizing and begging for forgiveness. She started saying how it was the biggest mistake of her life, and she hates herself, and she wishes she could take it back. She kept repeating how much she loves me and only me, and that the drink she had clouded her judgment. I told her she needed to leave. I said that she needed to call her sister to pick her up. She got up off the couch, crying even more, and tried to hug me, but I moved away. She begged me not to do this, saying all kinds of stuff like she will quit her job, give me full access to her phone, saying we'll do counseling. I couldn't keep it together. I told her if she wasn't going to leave the house, then I would. I didn't even stop to pack a bag or anything, but just went for the door. She grabbed my arm, I guess to try and stop me from leaving, and kept pleading for me to not do this, and saying after everything we've been through that this cannot be the way we end it. Despite everything, seeing her in that state and leaving her behind and while she was crying still tore me apart because I love her. I love her more than I ever thought was possible to love someone else. But she broke me. She tossed our entire life and future away. I ended up going to my mom's house and that's currently where I'm staying. I don't even know how I kept my senses during the drive. But when I arrived I just cried. I don't think my mom has ever seen me cry as a teen or as an adult. The only person who's ever seen me cry is my wife. I did tell my mom what happened because I honestly didn't know how to keep it from with me showing up at her place in that way. She was broken hearted over it. She and my wife always got along. My wife treated her like a daughter. That was their relationship. She didn't pass judgment, but said I could stay as long as I needed and tried to offer some words of comfort. Ever since I left, My wife has been blowing up my phone with calls and text messages, but I haven't answered or wrote her back. The text messages have basically just been begging me to come home and to talk with her, asking where I am and to please not give up on us. I just feel so broken. I thought I knew what this pain was like, but it's nothing compared to experiencing it for yourself. I never thought my wife would do something like this. I always had the belief that there was no coming back from cheating for me, that the relationship would be over. But now I keep thinking I should give our relationship just one more chance go to counseling together and try to salvage the relationship i keep thinking back to all the history we have how much i love her how we always felt like matching puzzle pieces and how when i thought i had no one she was there i don't know what to do i don't know how to proceed and honestly i'm at a loss this is a really tricky situation and you have every right to be hurt by this this is literally your high school sweetheart and someone you have spent your entire life with it's so heartbreaking to hear that she went behind your back and betrayed your trust I think your mind is in the right place where you want to try and salvage the relationship. And if you're both willing, give it a try. But I really would not let this go. This is a very big, big deal. Overall, I really wish you the best of luck and hopefully this works out in some way. That's good for both of you. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use Use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.